Oscar. Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Black on WOVULP Cleveland 95.9 FM. We are your hosts, E. King and Just Ice. What up, big dog? Yeah, what's happening? What's going on, man? What's going on? I see, if y'all can't see this dude, this dude is sitting on the beach. He has absolutely no shirt on. And if you're listening to this in Cleveland, you truly understand that that is not something that we can do. But before we get into our topic today, what I really want to know is what's, what's going on with Gorilla Bear Productions in Miami? Gorilla Bear Productions is doing big things. Uh, we are celebrating Winning Wednesdays. Tomorrow is going to be Winning Wednesdays. I've had a few of my clients actually do some great things, lose some weight, uh, maintain that loss. And uh, I'm actually happy. So Gorilla what, Bear Fitness is doing great. What is it called again? Gorilla Bear Fitness. Not gorilla. That, what is, what is, gorilla. I, I know, but what you say? Wednesday <laughs> what? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Wednesday what? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Winning Wednesdays. Winning oh. Wednesdays. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got hump days, but, you know, Wednesdays is a nice day to win on. I got winning Wednesdays. <laughs> All right, cool. In honor of Father's Day, our topic today is black fatherhood. Joining us today to discuss this topic is Jared Levert. Brother, Brother Levert is creator of 24-7, My Dad, My Hero. A fatherhood we got parent, Jared Levert. He can sing? <laughs> a fatherhood parenting so program with the goal of increasing, what is that, product. Uh, promotion of children growing up with their fathers. I know I just I just hashed that up, and I apologize, but you're going to go ahead and give us a little bit more information. So welcome to the show, my brother. Go ahead and give us what you got. Oh, how y'all doing today? This is uh, Mr. LaVert from East End Neighborhood House. Um, I am a uh, actually a supervisor at East End Neighborhood House. East End Neighborhood House is a settlement home that has been providing services for families in the Woodhill Buckeye, Fairfax, and Garden Valley area since 1907. Okay. And tell us about this program you created. Uh, well, I'm not going to say I created it. No, 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 bro. Go ahead and take credit. Take credit? Take credit. Well, I sat with my supervisor a few months ago and talked about how um, there's really no programs out here for fathers. You got a lot of programs or parenting programs that are geared towards moms, but none that are geared towards fathers. Okay. Myself, I've been in social work since 2006 and um, started off at uh, DCFS, that's short for Children Family Services, and um, then went on to uh, work at uh, East End Neighborhood House. Mm -hmm. And then my, um, during my profession, again, I've seen a lot of programs that are geared towards mothers and not saying that's a bad thing or so, but there's no programs geared out here for fathers. So that was the purpose of trying to get something out here, a program out here that was geared towards more fathers and trying to help them become better fathers in their child's life, be it they live in the home or are out of the home. Okay. Okay. And you are also a father. Yes, I am. I'm a father of two. I have a uh, 13-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. Okay. And so we all are fathers. So I have three. I got a 19, a 9, and a 5. And just you got what? I have six. Yeah, that's right. What's the ages? I have six. I have a 22, a 22, a 21, a 20, a 18, and a six-month-old. So you got a starting squad plus one rotation. I got a starting squad plus one rotation. I'm ready for anybody that wants to hoop. If you want to come, be the Jackson Man. family on the basketball court, come let me know. I could just imagine the t-shirts, dude. Can I at least get one of the t-shirts? I don't want. I know I'm not a Jackson, yeah, yeah, but at least yeah, can I get yeah. a t-shirt? You part of the fam. You uncle. You, you uncle. You uncle Khaki. Uncle you gotta khaki. get an uncle Khaki there some you love. Go. There you go. So one of the things we like to ask all of our people that come visit us and spend some time with us is just, we, this is called Unapologetically Black. So in the name, it tells you exactly what we talk about. We talk about black issues, black geniusness. And what we like to do is have what, what I call whole brain discussions on blackness. That means we get in emotions, we get in, we get in deep, deep thought about it. So what I want to know is when did you become aware of your blackness? Um... I came aware of my blackness when I was a kid through history books, through um, 
just being around my mother and my uncles, uh, grandparents, so like that. That's when I came uh, aware of my blackness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how is your blackness right now, I guess, impacting your life, given... 2018, a lot of what we're seeing right now is just a holistic, uh, what, what do you call it, Justice? A beat down on blackness? Is that what you call it? A beat down, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that you know, the yeah. jackapples. The jackapples. So when when you look at your blackness now, what are some things that stand out? Because you say it's it sounds like it's by proxy, but emotionally, where is that at with you? Emotionally, um, I'm more, I would say, I'm what's going on in the world right now in regards to black folks is I'm more amazed at what is what America has been doing, especially when you come when you look at white America. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got uh me being a father and a father of a son who is about to get ready to go to high school, about to have a high schooler uh in a few months and him being black, I have to do and educate him a lot more in regards to him being a black young black man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what to be what to look out for what you know what to be aware of especially when you have um the senseless killings of young black men when it comes to cops mm -hmm. and mostly white cops mm -hmm. you know so i have to teach my son how to it's sad but you know have to teach him how to protect himself because i'm not going to be there all the time sometimes it's best to keep your mouth closed mm -hmm. sometimes you are a threat because you are black and my son he's actually very he's very smart so sometimes that can be an issue with him as well okay okay and how does your blackness relate to your your mission as it relates to fatherhood um how well, one is that I'm a black man. I'm a father. Mm -hmm. I had a relationship with my father. My mother and father were married or so like that. But they got divorced, and I still had a relationship with my father. But then that situation went left or so for some certain reason, you know, some reasons, mm -hmm. me being a kid not knowing all everything that happens. But when I look at the world today, we're not even, we're an afterthought. Mm -hmm. as it pertains to America, be it from white America and even black America. The father, the black father is is obsolete, mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be that way because mm -hmm. we play a, a much as role in our children's lives as, our, as the mother does. Mm -hmm. you know? So you've worked for the system, and you've seen firsthand how the system actually represents black fathers. When you say, what do you see firsthand in working for DCFS or a county program? Well, I see, um, like I said, the father is obsolete. They try to bring fathers into the circle and ha let them have a voice, but it's um, not saying DCF, but it falls on the wayside sometimes. And I, when I sit, I've gone to a, what they call staffings. They're meetings mm -hmm. where families come together or so like that, and there's issues or concerns inside that family. And uh, sometimes the father is just there, but doesn't usually speak up. And I try to speak up for the father. I even te I even talk to them, like you have rights too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you might have situations where uh, the father is um, how do I say uh, he doesn't have custody of his child. Okay, and a lot of them are okay with just visitation. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell a lot of fathers that you want more than just visitation when it comes to your child or children. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have any form of custody and something happens to that child, they're gonna look for who's the uh, primary caregiver of that child. Mm -hmm. And you not having custody, you might look like that child, you know, biologically that's your, your child, mm -hmm. but you're not the primary caregiver. So I try to push fathers to not just be okay with visitation or seeing your child here and there, but get some uh, get some form of partial custody between you and the mother. Okay. Because you might be better, your child might be better suited to be with you than the mm -hmm. mother. And that's no knock on moms, mm -hmm. but it's certain situations where that is the real. 
Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to talk about this later on. What you got, Jess? Nothing. I, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it later on. Well, what I was going to say, we're going to talk a, a little bit about how the system views, um, especially in Cuyahoga County. So yesterday on our show, during the morning show, we talked a little bit, and we were joking about this, and we talked a little bit about uh, father tax. And a lot, of, a lot of young fathers, and even fathers, when we were going through it, or when I was going through it, or whatever, whatever have you, they saw child child support as a penalty for not continuing to remain with their mother. And quite often in Cuyahoga County, just like you stated, fathers are secondary. But when it comes to standing up on your for your rights and standing up for what's going on, it's 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 quite often a fight. And so quite often, you know, I know people that viewed it that viewed child support as a broken system. You know, they didn't mind giving the money up, but what the mother was using the money for, they had zero. They had zero input on that. So, what do you got to say about that, brother Levert? Um, when it comes to child support, child support is you have to take care of your child. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes finances to raise your mm-hmm. child, but the way the system is, the system. Child welfare right. was basically set up, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. to separate the black man and the black woman okay. from the from the home, mm-hmm. because the system basically told black women that you can uh, you can live off the system, you can live off uh, food stamps, you can mm-hmm. live off this. You don't need a man in your household. Mm-hmm. So once that took place, then. And that basically uh, put the man out of the home or so like that. Then now you have single moms raising young boys and girls by themselves and not having that full foundation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what I call that's affected our community so much that what I call the Willie Lynch syndrome Mm -hmm. is has been affecting our community so so bad that parents be mother and father. Mm -hmm are they are passing that along to their children mm-hmm. not even knowing that they're doing it just i need i really need you to jump in on this because i know we're going to get into the meat of this and i i need you to jump into this before we get to break because you one you are being uncharacteristically quiet about this one specific subject and you and i have have gone over the years and discussed <laughs> the subject and i need you to add something Especially to that point that it that that child support at times are viewed as the fatherhood tax, you know, a penalty for not remaining with that with that mom. I need you to say something about that. There's a reason why I'm not saying something about it. I know, it. I know. Um, but you got it. <laughs> you know, in all honesty, I think, you know, um Brother Levert is is really um, touching base on a lot of things that I believe a lot of men are feel, and even you know what the radio show was about yesterday. It it is a it's I it's a feeling that parenting on the father's side is relegated or or just saved for spending money, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so the ATM what effect. I have experienced. You know, I won't share, but what I'll experience in dealing with other men is a feeling that, you know what, the only reason why she's taking me for child support is because I'm not with her. It's not because it's in the best interest of the child. It's not because she's using the money for the best interest of the child. You know, I had a a brother one time, he was explaining to me how he was spending something like $800 a month in child support and he still had to buy his kid food and clothes. Right. Right. You know, and so when you have those conversations with gentlemen and you look at your situation and you're really trying to be a good man, Mm -hmm. you're really trying to be a good dad, even though you realize your father wasn't there and you're trying to step up to the plate. Some of what you get and we're talking about this a little bit later is what I think a lot of men feel as a manipulation, Mm -hmm. a hustle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not necessarily for the betterment of the child. It's for the betterment of the mother right. who doesn't agree with the fact that you guys are no longer together. Okay, and I think that's a we're gonna get on we're gonna get into that on the other side of the break. And I think, and I really wanted Justice to to bring that up and to say that because 
he and I share a kinship as it relates to a lot of topics and a lot of things. And this is one topic that we hold dear in our heart, this idea of fatherhood and manhood that we'll also get into later on. But what I like to do is exit out, play a little music, come back on the flip side. You are listening to Unapologetically Black on WOVULP Cleveland 95.9 FM. Episode of Unapologetically Black on WOVU, Cleveland 95.9. We are your hosts, Just Ice and E. King. Our guest today is Brother Levert. Our topic today is black fatherhood. So when we created this um, what radio show, Justice Now, we had we thought about it and we, we listened to a lot of podcasts and we said we want to have real discussions, real whole brain discussions about black issues. And so in America right now, um, as reported, um, by the Census Bureau, 23.6% of U.S. children live in uh, fatherless or absent father household. 57.6% of black children, 31.2% of Hispanics, and 20% uh, of white children are living in absent families. Now, what goes along with that, in 2011, children living in female-headed households, and I think we were talking about this a little while ago, with no spouse uh, present had a, had a poverty rate of 47.6%. This is over four times the rate of children living in married couple families. Now, we talked about, what was it, two weeks ago we talked about relationships and we talked about um, families. When you hear those uh, those stats, Brother LeVert, what, what are your thoughts about that? I'm not surprised. Okay. Um, because, like I said, it goes back to what I said about the, the Willie Lynch syndrome that flows through the black community mm. we are taught through um like i said fathers and mothers teach their children this they perpetuate this cycle all the time you know and they don't even know they're doing it you know you on the say on the female side you've heard women tell young ladies girl you don't need no man blah 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 you can do it on your own i'm a, you a strong black woman such and such and such and such mm-hmm. but then and then on the flip side with the with the with the fellas you out here having children and you're not taking care of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you're teaching one, you're teaching your son that he doesn't need to stay with a young lady. Right. And then just like mom is teaching her daughters, you can do it on your own, girl. You don't need it by yourself. So that is constantly being perpetuated through our community and there's no relationships being uh, established. It's like it's more... Everybody's okay to have children, mm-hmm. but everybody ain't trying to build relationships and grow together. Okay. Okay. What you got, Justin? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it early because I know I'm going to say it later, but it's in, you know, in relation to what he just said, stated. And it's just the end part. Um, I, I do believe that there is a fallacy that, that parents, both parents need to be at home in order to parent the child. Mm-hmm. I believe that post, both parents need to be present and conscious in order to parent the child, but they don't necessarily have to be at home. Um, and I say that because I've, I've, I've witnessed um, working in group homes myself, a lot of times parents who attempt to stay together for the betterment of their, their children, mm-hmm. and they wind up doing more damage. Mm-hmm. They wind up doing more harm. And that is where the real abuse comes in at. That is where the real neglect comes in at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I agree with what he's saying 110%. However, you know, I do want to say that humans, especially women and men, and men and men and whomever, your, however way you, you got your setup set up, you know, people are finicky. And eventually it doesn't eventually you may not stick with that person. If you don't stick with that person, it doesn't mean that you're no longer. And this is maybe a segue that I would like to, to maybe get into is that the assumption is that once I decide that I'm not OK with being with you, I'm no longer a good man. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer a good father. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when, you know, the brother was talking about having these staffings and the man is showing up, it's because the man is showing up and I've been in staffings. Right. Mm -hmm. And he might be one of three men in the whole entire room. And everybody is telling him that the way that he should be a parent is to do X, Y and Z. And so then he goes and does X, Y and Z. And then later on, they add to that. Okay. So that's two. So that's twofold. One is has has a lot to do with home 
we were talking about actually being in a home and then what you were talking about now is actually how men are viewed as it relates to a systemic issue. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So to go back to the home. Which goes to your, mm -hmm. which goes to your singularity idea. Mm -hmm. If we, if we go back to the home and I'm, this point came up when we were doing show prep and I'm just going to go ahead and say it again. If more women are heading the household and quite often the idea of maleness and fatherness are coming from the exact same individual. The problem in, is in that is it often comes from the same individual that is often bitter about possibly, you know, male men overall or fathers overall. And so us as male, males, we grow up with these blind spots and these blind spots, this is how to be a man or this is how to be a father. And quite often, because there's not a lot of men in our community, we don't have anybody to challenge those blind spots. We don't have anybody to say, hey, this idea of manhood that you might be getting from your mom or whatever have you. And we're not actually, I'm not saying that mom, I'm not saying anything bad about moms. I'm just talking about the singularity by which the idea of maleness and fatherness often comes to our to our young boys. What do you think? Honestly, I grew up in a single home. Uh, I didn't start in growing up in a single mm -hmm. home, but I ended up being in a single home. But I still had male role models around. To me, he's actually he's at, he's he's right in saying that the father may not have to be in the home to educate and teach his ch his child or children. Mm -hmm. But both parents play a role in a son. Mm -hmm. Both play parents play a role in a daughter, even if you are married or not married. Me myself, I'm married. I've been I'm in, in my 15th year being married, and me and my wife both play a role in our in the upbringing of our son right. and teaching him how to be a man. Right. She shows him ways, and I show him ways, just like. I show my daughter ways of mm -hmm. being a young lady as well as my wife shows her ways of being a young lady. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, again, do you have to be in the home mm -hmm. together? That would be ideal, but I'm not going to say that's ideal for everybody. Well, go back to the blind spot because if you – go ahead, Jess. Go ahead, Jess. And I think that's the part is that, is that blind spot. And, you know, and I respect, you know, Brother LeVert for his situation, but a lot of gentlemen aren't in that situation where they're married to the other person. Mm -hmm. And to, you know, me and Brother E. King was talking about this earlier. You have a lot of times you have a young lady who is who is portraying this idea of fatherhood and womanhood. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that it's a negative. But a lot of times it comes off selfish. It comes off as 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 something that is manipulative towards something that is a bit more than just being a father but it's mm -hmm. more specific to that young lady mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times you know and i and, I, and I, i've had so many conversations with so many brothers you know brothers kind of push back against that you know they push back against the idea that you know for instance and, and a real quick um anecdote you know i had a brother that i was talking to who was raised by all women you know, and one of the things that, you know, he drove home all the time is that, you know, here he is that a guy that's raised by all women. He's going out meeting women, trying to date women, make love to women, be lovely to women and all of that. And they're telling him he's not man enough. Yet the idea of a manhood came from all women. Right. Right. But I, Go ahead. I, I always say that. And some women may not agree with me on this. You, the way you raise your son, you're well. Let me start over. I'm sorry. No, you cool. To a to a son, the first example of a woman is his mother. Mm -hmm. If she babies him, how she raises him is the type of woman he's gonna go look for. Mm -hmm. If a mother is babying him and coddling him mm -hmm. up until he like 18, 20, so like that, mm -hmm. and we see that in the world today and in all cultures where moms treat the uh, treat their son as though that that's their husband or so mm -hmm. like that, that's a problem for one, but that's a whole nother uh, story. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna put, and I don't mean to cut you off, I'm gonna push back on that because quite often if we bring it back to maleness and fatherhood, the very first instance of maleness and fatherhood also comes from first a woman. Right. And so that's where we talk about blind spots because these blind spots are actually real. So this goes back to if, if uh, let me get a little personal. So it was around, I was 18, 18, 18, 19 years old. Me and my mom, we, we had a very tumultuous relationship. We sent it out in our driveway in our home in Bedford. Uh, we going back and forth. 
And, you know, I'm sitting there crying, trying to figure out, like, like, mom, what happened? What is this? What, you know, why did you never do A, B, and C? Her exact words to me were, was because I didn't know how to raise you. And I didn't, I did not want you to grow up to be a punk. So I never, I never told you I loved you. I never kissed you. Now, that's a problem. Now, I have three kids, two boys, one girl. I don't, I don't perpetuate that. One of the reasons why I don't perpetuate that is because at the age of, at the age of 20, couple years after that, I figure it out, figure it out where my blind spot was. And so I believe if you say the first idea that a man has of a woman, the very first idea of manhood and fatherhood also comes from a woman. And that's and and you can bring depending on that woman's point of view of maleness and fatherhood, you can perpetuate some blind spots, which feeds into exactly what we're talking about today with fatherhood and being a father. What you got, Jess? You know, I, I agree with you 110% because we had the conversation, you know, previously, but I, I do have to give my 5% in saying that, you go know, back, go back where you and were. it kind of goes with what Brother Levert was saying and that we have enough examples of men in our lives that I think, you know, honestly, a lot of guys just choose um, what moral fabric to pick to wear that day. So they might be morally, you know, uh, uh, for families and they might be morally against families based off of their, honestly, their desire that day. But that doesn't represent manhood. That doesn't represent, honestly, the the diaspora. It represents a a very few individuals. And I believe a lot of times the, the guys who are trying to step up to the plate unfortunately kind of get pushed into that to that that category mm-hmm. you know you're deadbeat because you're not doing this you're deadbeat because you're not doing that and the guy really isn't a deadbeat you know he just doesn't celebrate christmas you okay. know <laughs> but in her mind you know and these are the kind of because these are the kind of things I that know, people fight about mm-hmm. In relationships, and it turns into like this big thing. And his thing is like, listen, I don't celebrate Christmas. If you want to celebrate Christmas, celebrate it. It don't mean that I'm being less of a man. It don't mean that I'm being less of a father. Mm -hmm. But in her mind, growing up, you know, she always saw Christmas being this big thing. But that goes back to like what I, when it comes to marriage, I always say, Marriage is the hardest job in America besides your nine to five. Mm-hmm. And people always ask me, what do you mean by that? I said, because you're trying to bring two worlds, two upbringings together to make one. And then it makes it even harder when you got kids. Like, for example, me and my wife don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We just don't. We never have. Even through dating, we don't right. do that. So my children see that, too. Mm-hmm. They don't have a problem with it. But then when, like he, like the brother said, uh, when my son gets older and mm-hmm. he not celebrating Valentine's Day for, because I, I basically got called up one, Valentine's Day was one supposed to be celebrated by the man for the man, not the woman. Okay. <laughs> then two, if you know, if history-wise, but then two, it's just another, just like Swedish Day, just another day for, like I always say, for the white man to make some money. Okay. <laughs> so And that's only in Ohio, right? Right. It's right. only certain states certain that, states, do, that right. do Swedish Day. Certain states. Right. But the thing of it is that when my son gets older, or even my daughter, my young lady might want something for Valentine's Day, and my son might look at her crazy because... I didn't celebrate. He didn't celebrate Valentine's. He didn't see his mom and dad celebrating mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. It wasn't no like we just we just didn't do it. We just don't do it. And plus, my wife's birthday is around the corner from Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. That's another reason why we don't do it. Okay. So but, you say I'm more or less passing on that. What's sometimes going on it, in the house? It, it, sometimes it'll get passed on and not knowing that you passed it on. Okay. You know what I'm which saying? Which is a blind spot. Which is a blind which spot, a but blind it's not spot. a bad blind spot. It's just right. that that's that person's upbringing right right you know what i'm saying and and the key for me the key that i really want to drive home is that blind spot is considered a blind spot in that person's manhood or fatherhood yep Yep. Yep. because he doesn't celebrate valentine's day but it's not you know a a a a question of his manhood or his fatherhood Mm -hmm. he just don't celebrate valentine's day like come on so you're saying it's but those are the those are the issues Mm -hmm. That, you know, E. King, I know you you, you deal with it in, in your counseling, and I've dealt with it in my version of counseling because I'm not a, a certified counselor. Mm-hmm. But in my version of counseling, you know, when you sit down and you're talking to people, those are the issues that people are fighting about. Right. And they're legit issues. They're yeah. not, I'm not saying that they're, they're stupid issues, but they're legit issues. 
you know, and like he said, you know, it's, it's a difference of upbringing. You know, I'm not a marriage person, but the two brothers that are on the radio are marriage people. And, and if I had to use that as an example, understand that the person that you with is a marriage person and be willing to work with that person. Right. Okay. You know, that's what I say. Be willing to work with that person. Don't don't treat him. And this is what I feel like a lot of times happen. Don't treat brother uh, Levert and brother King like brother Jackson. Right, right. And a lot of times, Brother King and Brother Levert gets treated like Brother Jackson, and y'all are not me. And that has a lot to do with, with the mom or the female uh, blind spot on their own. So we all have, in, in reality, we all have our own blind spots. But the issue is is that we're not actually seeing these. Bl- I mean, yes, they're blind spots. We're not actually aware of these we we're walking on him and we're making policies and making memes and whatever, you know, stated on these blind spots when there are issues there. They also help to one perpetuate the, the issue in the black family, in the black community. And it also perpetuate the issue in relationships. And so we're passing this down because of these blind spots are real, but nobody wants to actually be honest and be like, look, the way that you view men came from this male, one singularly maybe three or four but you cannot say that every male is the same way because if you look at your son your son is a male and so what you're passing on to to your son is also a part of way that you view these men and that's a problem well that's what's like i always say when uh i'll be on a lot of few social medias on facebook and stuff like that and i'll hear a young i hear a sister say uh all men are garbage blah 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 and so I guess that means your daddy garbage. That means right. your uncle's garbage. Exactly. That means your son is garbage. And then that goes with the fellas. Fellas like all oh, black women ain't blah blah blah. So that means right. your mama ain't right. mama ain't right. nothing. That means your sister ain't nothing. That means your daughter ain't nothing. If you have a daughter, oh no no no, I don't mean that. Right. You, you do mean them because you said you you right. put them all together and said all women all black women ain't stuff. But then again, but again, uh, that goes back to the Willie Lynch syndrome of so, has affected. You Just said this a couple times. Stay on that for me as it relates to black family. So stay on the Willie Lynch thing. Because I want to hear more from your perspective. I know I know from the you know Willie Lynch project and all this other stuff that we read and it was and, a separate it, yeah. se- it separated the black man mm-hmm. and the black woman. It sep- it took the black man out of the household mm-hmm. and made it as though he was he was he didn't she didn't need him. So she had to be strong. She had to do this for the kids mm-hmm. and so like that. And now the you know you see that with jails. You right. know what I'm saying? You look, you look at the laws. Uh, like always, the prime example is uh, crack. Mm-hmm. A black man, you had two black. You have a black man and a white man. They both walking down the street. They both get pe- uh, stopped by the police officers. They both have crack on them. Mm-hmm. That black man is gonna get more time than that white man. He's gonna get less time. Mm-hmm. They both have crack. The white man has uh, powder crack. The black man has a rock. Mm-hmm. That rock is more. Mm-hmm. So that's take already taking him out of the household. Mm-hmm. But crack is crack, right? Yeah. Well, cocaine is cocaine because they're both the same thing. Right. So exactly. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. so you, but you've taken the black man now. He he's going to get a, a minimum of five years or more. Mm-hmm. The white man is going to get a minimum of two years mm-hmm. or up to five years. So he's still going to get less time and still be able to go with his family. Mm-hmm. Where the black man going to be able to? He's going to have more time in jail and be away from his family. So then the sister has to feel that she has to do everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you um in other way another ways is being shown is like i said i love my brothers but mm-hmm. we can't be out here having sex with everybody right if you haven't you know what i'm saying i'm saying you can't have sex but everybody knows the purpose of sex is to procreate mm-hmm. at the end of the day even animals do it right you know what i'm saying but if you out here procreating so much and you can't give back to your children then they go learn from someone else Mm-hmm. Because you're not in the house or you're not in their life. Right. Same with mothers. You, you, if you're struggling with one child and you have two, I give you two. <laughs> but then when you start having multiples by different multiple men, mm-hmm. what happened to the respect of yourself? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you got to carry that baby. Mm-hmm. And then you can't give back to your children because you got a one, you got a young one. The other young one don't know that you got to care for mm-hmm. this one because it's a newborn. So they lose out on touch of you. And your relate building a relationship with that child, right. you know what I'm saying? So all of that is being is in our community, and we just don't see it. Go go back to it because I hear what I agree with you, 
what I also don't hear is the systematic aspect of it. Because this is, it's not just something, and quite often we play it when, when you hear stuff like this, or when our community hears stuff like this, we go into the conspiracy thought. But this is actually a systematic view, well, the system, the and system. it's called welfare. But I said that before. All right, wait, wait. Before I'm, I want yeah, him to, I want him to, I want him to expound on it, right? But I want to him to expound on it with this little caveat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that I would go to go as far as to say um, on 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 radio in in public forums or, or whatever that yes, the system has been created to um, you know alienate us, whatever the case, disenfranchise us, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Um, but I would say that's only it's like a 50-50 in 2018. It's not like there. a 50-30 that it used to be in 1960. Mm-hmm. It's not like a 50-50 that it used to be in 1920. Mm-hmm. It's not like a 30-70 that it used to be in the 1800s. Totally you right. know, and so for me, I am very because this show is called Unapologetically Black, I am very leery of throwing that kind of information out saying, you know what, it's a systematic thing and the system is doing it. You know, I say it's a systematic thing and a part of that system is internal. Mm-hmm. So you're saying look within. But what, so what about, you know what? But I want him to, I want him to. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Cause we, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but for me, you know, there's, there's also a part that's internal. Yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Well, like I said, I I totally agree with the brother. I don't this we know the system is there. The system been there for years. Mm-hmm. But we're in the age and now where you can you can't just keep using the system all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'd say it's more of us, it's more internal in us. Our parents are mm-hmm. it's a cycle. Okay. And that cycle has nothing to do with a system. That cycle is what you constantly keep perpetuating in your community or so keep perpetuating in your kids because like i said if you're going back to what i said earlier if you're teaching you if a mom is teaching her daughter that girl and we've heard these conversations we can't say you ain't never heard them growing up where girl you don't need him you can raise him on your own blah 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 blah, you know what i'm saying then she believes that then she believes i can Mm -hmm. go have a kid but i just need him to have kids because Mm -hmm. Only male and female can procreate, but once I had that kid, then I don't have, I don't need him anymore. Right. But you, if that's the case, and what I say to sisters, if you say that, mm-hmm. then don't ask them for money though. Right, right. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we got to take a break on that because we're gonna go deep on it. And the on the other <laughs> side, what I what I really want to talk about are solutions. Uh, we can expound and and speak wax poetic about the struggle, but I really want to discuss some solutions. And the other thing I want to talk about, and um, this may sound crazy because I've never used this term, but the thought process of maybe my baby mama was right about some of the things that when I initially became a father that she may or may not have said. And I I really want to talk about that because, once again, that's a blind spot issue. So we're going to talk about that on the other end, plus talk about solutions. Once again, you are listening to Unapologetically Black on WOVULP Cleveland 95.9 FM. If you have a news story or special interest topic you'd like us to consider, we welcome you to email us at program at WOVU.org or call our newsline at 216 216- Two seven one zero nine five nine. Back to unapologetically black on WOVU LP Cleveland ninety five point nine. We are your hosts, Just Ice and E King. Our guest today is Brother Levert. Our topic today is Black Fathers. And on the other side of that break, what I actually, what I uh, stated was, or wanted to really pose, um, was was our baby mama right? And where did I get this from? I got this from this past weekend. Um, I took my son over to my my father's house and I dropped him off and I had to go back to to, uh, take his uh, car seat. I got back there. Now, now, mind you, I wasn't gone no more than an hour. This dude, my son, had changed into his night clothes. My father was upstairs on his tablet watching Westerns and my son was in the basement. Uh, playing video games. And I'm looking at my dad like, dude, are y'all going to do anything? He's like, no, we good. I was like, dad, but, you know, 
you just sitting here? He was like, no, we good, we good. And it, it flashed back to when uh, my, my oldest son, flashed back to when my oldest son was growing up and his mom used to ask me, you know, are y'all gonna do anything? And at that time, I didn't have a lot of money. And it was like, no. Nah. And my thing was just his presence or us being together, you know, was okay. Now, I don't know whether it was okay or not, but it flashed my mind and saying, well, maybe she was right. You know, maybe, maybe when she was trying to say things and, you know, connect with me and say, hey, you need to be a little bit more proactive, maybe she, she was correct. And, you know, quite often we don't give, we don't have that point of reflection. I don't know, Red Levert, you have your kids with your wife, is that right? Yes, my okay. um, and my. I have an older brother. My brother, he's actually a single father. Okay, okay. And he once married, but he he's raising. He raises my nephew, and he takes. Uh, he, my nephew st he still makes sure that my nephew has a relationship with his mom, and so mm -hmm. they do uh, uh, cog, and he goes over there and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. I've I've seen it all on both sides. What you got, Just? I know you. We've had this discussion about baby mamas, and I and you asked me what you I know. Was, was um, bring this up. <laughs> yeah, you said you was gonna bring it up, and you know, honestly, you know, I had to reflect on it, and you know, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say this. You know, I got to give Tina a lot of respect. You know, mm -hmm. um, because there were certain things that she saw in me that I couldn't see. Mm -hmm. You know, and one of those things, and, and I use this as an example, you know, was that I am pro-black. You mm -hmm. know, I'm not black. I, like, I'm, I'm kind of like an OJ black. Like, I, believe, I know that I'm black. <laughs> I'm, and, and I don't mind saying that, you know. I know that I'm black. There's no, there's no, every time I get pulled over, I know that I'm black. Every time I go into a, a store, I know that I'm black. But I don't operate like I'm black. Okay. But from her perspective, she doesn't know that. You know, all she knows is that she's Hispanic, I'm black, mm -hmm. and he's really black. Like he <laughs> he don't take not no jokes, no no stuff from anybody. And so for for a long time, she didn't want my daughter to grow up with that experience. Uh -huh. And I can understand that as a black man. Okay. You know, I truly can. Um and and so for me, you know, I have to I have to say, you know, tip my hat off to that, mm -hmm, you know, and mm -hmm. saying, you know what, because th there are certain, and I don't know you're going to edit this, but there are certain um, <laughs> negatives, okay, that come with being black that doesn't necessarily have to be our um, who we are, okay, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and I can't say that if she was with me, I would have been able to protect her from that. Okay. You mean your daughter? Meaning my daughter. Right. Okay. You know, and for me, if we go back to what Brother um, Lavert said earlier, you know, it's all about the children. And so if I wasn't able to see that, you know, 20 years ago, um, you know, that's on me, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's something that I had to, I have to uh, today kind of understand, you know, and honestly, it's, it's, it's an epiphany that I've had in the last week. Right. Um, but I think a lot of brothers have that. I think Jay-Z is going through that. I think mm -hmm. Kanye is going through that. Mm -hmm. I, th I think a lot of individuals are going through that epiphany where they're like, I'm not a bad dude, but there were some things that weren't all that great. Right. Exactly. And that's and that's where that that come back to where I was like, well, you know, maybe maybe I should have, you know, that time is lost, but maybe I should have. And I see her point because I remember pushing back and it and I'm going to go ahead and be real about it. It had more to do about money rather than actually was she right or wrong, because at the time I didn't have any. And I was sleeping in the basement of my mom's house. So I didn't have no money. And so she's saying, y'all need to go do something. And part of it was, hey, he here with me. Everything is cool. And I think, you know, that is something that I have to step back and say, well, maybe she was right. Maybe, you know, I can see myself that aspect of it was wrong and i can i can see my own evolution on that my only pushback is that and i look at your father right mm -hmm. as an example mm -hmm. and and knowing that your father and a lot of people don't know e king's story but of course i know his story and so i'll touch a little bit on it you know knowing that your father wanted to be there but mm -hmm. wasn't there right for whatever reasons he wanted to be there but he wasn't there and it doesn't mean that what, for instance, in your case, in your case, it doesn't mean that sitting with your son was a negative thing. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of times, and I have to say this, a lot of times, again, that perspective of manhood and fatherhood is coming from a place that isn't realistic. Mm -hmm. Are you really going to do something with your kid every day, all day? No. No. I don't do nothing with (laughs) with him now. And they live with me. (laughs) And being married, being in a household, being married, being in a household with both of my kids, I can truly say, y'all don't. We don't do something every single day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So being a young father and you, your son is over there with you. Yeah, you might not have no money. You still got to think about, and that's where that blind side comes from. Yeah. What you're speaking on mm-hmm. is that we both young in the game. Right. Careers ain't started. We just leaving college. We right. ain't really got no money right. to say I got to go take him out every day. But right. him, he, how? Uh, I don't know how old your son was at the time. Uh, he's about eight or nine. Probably, and yeah. you're like he probably won't even remember that. He'll probably just remember that I was with my dad that particular day, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed being there with him. We probably played video games. He probably took me to the park because I didn't have no money. But just being there mm-hmm. was more, uh, could be more, was more effective on him. Mm-hmm. Had more of an effect on him mm-hmm. than her saying and not being in all your business. Right. Saying like, what you gonna no, you do good. with him? You know what I'm saying? I'm here. Right. You know, some fathers, some dudes ain't there. Right. But I want to be here. Mm-hmm. And are you letting me? Blindside. But then that mm-hmm. goes back to separation. Right. And so like that, because she, unless she has, you know, I don't know if her father was in her life or mm-hmm. she grew up in a two-home family. Mm-hmm. She's being told by women that probably don't have, mm-hmm. sure, that don't have a father in the household. Yeah, he's supposed to be doing this, girl. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be doing mm-hmm. that. And that's perpetuating that separation. Okay, so let's go into some solutions. <laughs> let's go into some solutions. Y'all can't see Justice. It, for the radio listeners, we do this via Skype, and Justice is genuflecting over here. Talk, He giving high, uh, high praise to Brother LeVert. So you're getting high praise from Brother LeVert. <laughs> so let's talk about some solutions before we close this out. Um, what are some – one solution, you got this program, 24-7, Dad, My Dad, My Hero. What are – what's the main goal or as it relates to our blind spots? How does this program – uh, connect with our blind spots? Well, the program w- connects with the blind spots because it makes the father, the purpose of the program is one, to let the fathers look at themselves and see if they have been doing things the right way mm-hmm. and, or if they haven't been and if they haven't, how can they change their behavior okay. as being being that father for their child mm-hmm. you know it's it's a it's a 12 it's 13 but the f- first week is basically just to let them know what the program is mm-hmm. but as you can see i think it gave you a schedule right you have where the first day which would actually be today but we had an i uh, had a death okay and, um but it sits, looks at the uh, family history so it basically makes let, let's look at your relationship between you and your father growing up, if there was one or if there wasn't one, because mm-hmm. that then can sometimes determine how you are, how you can be as a father, be it bad or good. Right, right. And uh, there are other sessions look at uh, uh, man, what, what's the definition of a man? Because we have our culture tells us what the uh, what a man should be in a black mm-hmm. household mm-hmm. or a man in the world itself because we this program is open to all cultures okay but then also the world tries to tell you what it is to be a man mm-hmm. so you have all these different uh factions telling you how to be a man and then you gotta take that journey on your own you know what i'm saying okay okay and that's that's the east end neighborhood housing uh program and that number is 216-707-6013. And that's uh, 2749 Woodhill Road, Cleveland, Ohio, 44104. And when they call this number, who are they connecting with? There'll be It's direct number to, to me. So okay, direct number to you? Direct number to me. So if any fathers be, they can be married, they can be divorced. You know, I will say we're trying to trying to attract a lot of gentlemen that have come into the are under that umbrella or mm-hmm. that new name called Baby Daddy, which I hate. <laughs> that is not you a know. new name. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I, I just, that I just, is not a new name. That's <laughs> just <laughs> right. I, I, I hate the name. It's uh-huh. like it, it's accepted now. That's how you present, you know, your right. baby mom, your, the mother of your child or the father of the child is a right. baby mama, baby daddy. But they can, uh, they get direct me. I let they have to complete the uh, session the 12 sessions and mm-hmm. you get a certificate of completion you can use it as 
parenting a parenting program because some fathers that decide to come they might have come because DCFS right said they had to take a parenting class okay or so or they might have be involved in a uh the juvenile, not juvenile, but the uh, mm-hmm. justice center, mm-hmm. and they on probation, and they say they have to take a parenting right. class or so. Or some guys just want to take it just because they're about to be a new father. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, again, how can I become a better father mm-hmm. if my father wasn't there? You okay. know what I'm saying? Because that's where you said talk about solutions. We have to. A lot of people say, "Well, I don't. I didn't have no father, or mm-hmm. I want to be better than my father." Mm-hmm. You you can do that. I always tell people parenting is about decision-making and common sense, personally. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Before we close out, because we're almost there, what you got? You got any last bit of nuggets you want to pass out? A little quick nugget. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Brother Levert. What he started off with is Mm -hmm. joint custody. Okay. I believe in that 110%, uh, period, point blank. Put the mm-hmm. responsibility on yourself as much mm-hmm. as you're going to put the responsibility on her. Right. Um, and the other part is is being able to have open communication. you got to be yeah. able to communicate with yourself as well as with that young lady, okay. regardless of how much she gets on your nerves, how much she makes sense, how much whatever it is. You know, you have to figure out how to communicate with that woman. Okay. And our you program do. talks Period, about, point uh, blank. we it's, have a session on that, too, okay. that talks about you have to have that relationship. Minus what you you may feel about her, y'all together for 18 years, bonded because of this, of this child or children. So you you got to find a way to interact with her. Exactly. All right, so I'm a, my nugget is I'm going to go ahead and pair it both of you guys. We're going to go with custody, joint custody, go for that. Um, the second part is presence. By all means, be there. Uh, be silly, be vulnerable, be open, be, for, be there for your child because fatherhood, there's no book, there's no one set way, just be open and be ready for it. So before we get out, um, in honor of this alpha that is in our presence, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and allow and go ahead and play EPMD's more bounce as we go out. Uh, once again, uh, Just, you ready to go out? Yeah, I'm ready to roll out. Sorry about that. All right, that's cool. All right, I want to thank uh, uh, Jared Levert. He is a facilitator uh, for 24/7 Dad, my dad, my hero. Uh, program for joining us today on Unapologetically Black. Thank you for we, having me. Oh, uh, no sweat, my man. We are your hosts, E. King and Just Ice. I come back. <laughs> Our intro music is Black Republican by Nas featuring Jay-Z. Please join us next Tuesday from 2 to 3 for another episode of on WOVU LP Cleveland 95.9 FM. Once again, this is Unapologetically Black. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Let's get it in. Are, are you going to step? Nah, I'm retired. Uh, you retired? Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll catch you guys later once again. <laughs> we are retired. We're too old to be trying to do all that. <laughs> once again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Peace. 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 Peace.